Hey guys, Jason the Angry Wargamer here again, and I'm an idiot, so I gotta do this at the beginning before the episode even starts. Want to remind you guys to follow us on our Twitter and Facebook page at Angry Wargamer and Angry Wargamer Podcast on Facebook. And you can find us on Patreon. Just search Angry Wargamer, and you got us. So, without further ado, remember, don't get caught snoozing, and here's the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another Angry Wargamer podcast. I am your host, Jason, the Angry Wargamer, and we have a guest with us, so I will give it to you guys to do the rest of the intros here. Well, my name is Drew. How y'all doing? Uh, our guest today is Tara Sophia of the Magical Girls YouTube channel. Say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. If you have any other information you'd like to give these lovely people, do feel free to do so. Otherwise, I will pass it to Orlando. Uh, yeah, I am uh, mainly doing Twitch these days. You can follow me there at Magical Tabletop Girls, uh, which was the original YouTube channel name, uh, where we talk about gaming, crazy politics, the very politically incorrect rants, and video games or whatever in general. <laughs> Well, just so you're aware, retard is acceptable on this podcast. <laughs> oh, wow. You guys haven't been blasted for that one. We're not big enough for yet. We're not big enough for that yet. And honestly, I don't care. <laughs> anyway. Lando? <laughs> Yellow. There we go. <laughs> Oh, oh man! Didn't do a damn thing with it. Right there, you go. So where do you want to start? You want to start with the MTG news, or do you want to start with video games? Or <coughs> well, first we invade Poland, and then we head straight to Berlin. Okay, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <clears throat> I know. I would do updates, but. Um, you guys kind of already updated everything you did before I hit record, so. <laughs> what if you're keeping it? All right, that's fair. No, I didn't keep oh, it. I didn't hit record, so. <laughs> There's nothing saved before I hit record. I did get my second COVID shot, if that's news. Uh, other than that, I haven't done shit. Yes. He's He's now. I just, I honestly, like, from what I'm hearing, like, it's just so I don't have to wear the fucking mask anymore. I'm getting really tired of it. I mean, uh, if you think injecting Bill Gates semen is going to prevent the mask, Karen, I think you got another thing coming, everybody. Do I have bad news for you? <laughs> Honestly, I'm just trying to be part of Skynet. <laughs> you, you can say oh, you You're still going to be wearing that mask even after you have the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess, I guess we start. We haven't recorded in two weeks, so why don't we catch up on the Mario 10-day thing since it's already past that, but um, yeah. It, I yeah, guess you guys see that topic list, and I was like, what the hell is Mario 10? I guess I'll find out when you stream. Yeah, well, yeah, Mario 10 is, uh, well, the 10th 
um, of March is like Mario Day for some reason because it's you know March tenth. So Mario. Yeah. Um, yep. exactly and they did some. Uh, Nintendo did some sales on the Mario games. Anything that basically Mario was in, so all their AAA titles uh, that they have for the Switch with Mario in them. And then they announced, um, well, they didn't really announce, but the 3D All-Stars is being discontinued this month. So, but that would, everybody knew about that like six months ago. So, so they're not going to make any more physical copies of that? Um, nope. I think the only way you're going to find it is physical copies because uh, everywhere I go, there's physical copies, but you're no longer going to be able to download it. Interesting. Yeah. Why the, why the, that, what? You broke my brain. Why would they? What? <laughs> why would they get rid of their own IP off their own store? It's not. It's, they're not getting rid it's, of it. It's, it's a limited. Re- it's a limited release, right? You yeah. know, what do they think they're Disney selling classic DVDs. Like what the hell? Yeah, that's Nintendo. We that and um, what was the Fire Emblem was the other one. There was two. There's two titles that they announced like six months ago that after a certain date we're just gonna they were gonna you were gonna stop being able to download them. I'm assuming next yeah. anniversary they're going to re-release them again. So, all right, I can explain this one. They will bring it out anytime they need to increase the annual quarterly earnings. Yeah, but this is literally a rehash of the old All Star game. So, gotcha. <laughs> it's not really worth that much. <laughs> but like With I said, you should be able games. to find. What happened? With less games. Yeah, with less games. Yeah, there's only mm-hmm. three games on this one. Anyway, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, Mario Day happened on March 10th. Oh, I guess I should do the date since we always fuck that up anyway. Oh, three days ago. Today's <laughs> today's March 13th. So those sales for the Switch are still going on. Oh, uh, the other what was the other one? The uh, Final Fantasy IX is like ten bucks right now on the eShop. So neat. Yeah, go pick that up. I'm a big fan of that. So. Uh, what was the other thing? Oh, I guess we might as well finish off the whole Nintendo thing. <laughs> what was that game that you were telling Phil about, Drew? Oh, uh, Saga Frontier. Yeah, Saga Frontier got announced, and Turtles, the Ninja Turtles, was it? It's not Shredder's Revenge. It's a different title. You're the one who came up with it. Why the hell wouldn't you know off the top of your God head? God damn it. I just sent it to you guys because I really wasn't hyped for it, but other people were hyped for it. It was a Turtles title. I'm going to let you finish, but Drew, did you seriously like mount a staff, like a wizard staff on your wall underneath your Funko Pop collection? Are you just looking over that entire picture and scrutinizing the shit out of it? If you are, I'll give you the I- whole... I'll give you the whole- I absolutely am. Just so your audience knows, this man has Funko Pops. So you just just <laughs> don't take anything he says seriously. But is that like literally a staff mounted underneath them? Yeah, I got it from Ren Fair as a wedding as a, a wedding anniversary gift. And, and you're disgracing its presence with Funko Pop. I had no room for it, and that's where it got stuck. Uh huh. <laughs> boo this man I boo you <laughs> notice how Jason ain't saying shit but Jason's been selling Funkos for the past six years oh bullshit I've not been selling them I have not been selling them I sold them before they got popular and then I dipped out of the game before they got popular because everyone started to get exclusives so 
I don't. I do not sell them. I have like four in my possession, and one of is a twisted metal clown because I have to have the clown shit. <laughs> With the Fair ice enough. cream truck, because I need that fucking ice cream truck. <laughs> so the game is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. Um, it's coming to all platforms. It just so happens that I caught it for the Switch when Switch announced it. Um, but yeah. So Saga Frontier I thought was pretty cool because it's a remastered version. And then we were talking about, um, well, I was hoping for a remaster of Star Ocean. Which one? Second Story? I think, or the one for the Super Nintendo. The Super Nintendo one. Because they oh. already didn't, I think they already remastered Second Story. Well, okay, so PlayStation got all the remasters. So if we really want to go yep. that, if, like if they start bringing the JRPGs from the PlayStation, that would be cool, pretty cool. Like Suikoden, um, Star Ocean, Fantasy Star, like all those games, they could they could totally bring to the Switch, and I'd buy them up in a heartbeat. I'd like to get into PSO, but I don't think PSO has actually come out for anything other than the Xbox yet. The newest play, uh, Fantasy Star Online Two, I don't think it's out yet. Yeah, but remember the original one was didn't it start for Dreamcast? Yes. Yeah. That was the first time I played Fantasy Star. That was like the like the coolest thing ever because it was like a futuristic like fantasy title. Like every it was it was basically um, Xenoblade before Xenoblade. <laughs> I just can't believe they haven't remastered Custard's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, at this point, anything that's coming out is is a remaster of some old game. So. No original ideas, only things that sell. That's that's where we're at at this point. With updated graphics. You imagine they remake Custer's Revenge and they make it woke. So I have shit. Oh dear God. <laughs> hey mate, they've they've been releasing Wolfenstein. Oh no, I guess Wolfenstein's pretty okay. I mean, they could bring back Conquer's Bad Fur Day. No. What do you mean no? no? Make a sequel. I mean, that I might, that the, might be I don't furry. Need a it might be furry, right? You'd probably pull it off. They fucked it up the first time. I'm, you, you know, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that the furry community hasn't like burned down them for Space Jam Two. Like, uh, I, I expected more pushback from that. Like, I, you know, they're trying to say like, oh, it's the alt right that hates Lola Bunny. I, I don't know about that. I think. I, I think. The, I Wait, think the what? furry community might be more pissed off about that one. I gave literal zero shits about what they did with Lola Bunny. It was the it, it was what they were doing with Pepe Le Pew that had me realize, oh, these dickheads just want to remove Looney Tunes in general. Because you their can, logic wait, 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 and wait, wait, reason wait. makes no fucking sense. You cannot tell me Pepe Le Pew, like smells of rape <laughs> you cannot tell me that that is the only character he, in the entire genre Jones, though. that's the whole point he's a stereotype a racial stereotype of the typical french rapist and he's not the only stereotype in looney tunes there's Ooh, really that he, many french rapists <laughs> all right this, this is the problem with globalism as americans <laughs> it used to be our pastime to fucking dunk on the fringe the fuck happened to us apparently we gone soft we surrendered like the if french did. you know what this is you know what this is probably rewritten into the paris climate accords 
<laughs> if you're if you're if you're listening from France, please please tell us your your rape count for this year because apparently that's all you do now. Fonzie is the American stereotype. Oh my god. Uh, wait, 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 wait. What what is this Lola Bunny right wing? What is this Lola Bunny right wing garbage? I I have not heard that. I thought people were just outraged because she didn't have tits. But they call that a right wing rea- reaction. You're, you're absolutely only, right. Because only neo Nazis like boobs. All right, that's it. I don't, have you learned? It's tw- it's current year plus six. All right. I, I like the boobs. I like the boobs. I mean, which is an oxymoron. It's like if anybody watched the SS officer on YouTube, he likes lollies. Come on. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Oh melon pan! I can't believe you got me. Your girls don't have tits. (laughs) I like you, Tara. I don't know how we went to typical French rapist. Like the French are the only people that rape people. Like (laughs) no, that was just a stereotype. To lollies, hey girls. I mean, you know, it's just that's just how it goes. I don't know. I think I had a bigger issue with um, the them scrubbing Dr. Seuss from the National Reading Day than I did like at well until I realized what they were getting rid of. And then I was like, they didn't even get rid of anything. It was literally the people who are publishing are like, this shit's not selling. So we're just not making it anymore. And then everybody freaked out. <laughs> hey, he's a fucking commie. Screw him. <laughs> It's just so yeah, weird. Like, this is a fucking commie. It's like, screw him. He's putting out anti-American propaganda during World War II. Fuck him. Yeah, but it's also the she stuff that's not in published. It's, it's also the stuff not published right now. So, Well, it makes you wonder, though. It's like, was this a call from the Chinese? They're like, well, we'll just keep printing this book. We'll sell it to Americans for thousands of dollars. And then that money will just get sent to us. Well, did you hear what happened? eBay pulled all Dr. Seuss books from being sold on eBay? Oh, yeah, because it's a woke cult. That's all it is. They all follow each yep. other. It's like the human centipede. It's just like one corporation takes a shit and goes in the other one's mouth and it goes into the next one. It's yeah. like, that's how it always fucking goes. I just thought it was funny because if some of the books that were being, like the, some of the stuff that stopped getting published was going up for close to $300 for a children's book on eBay. Yeah. Like... Yeah. I could not That's fucking believe it. You make something taboo. There's always going to be a market that desires the taboo. Hey, flea marketers everywhere in the country are rejoicing. They're like, thank you, <laughs> Joe Biden. This is the COVID relief <laughs> we needed right now more than ever. Oh selling God. selling Dr. Dr. Seuss books for $300 that we would have sold for 10 cents. Thank you, Joe Biden. Yeah, they're like a dollar a book and everyone's making a fucking three, 300% profit on it. No, not more than three thousand percent. Is that where? No, no, it's higher. It would be three hundred percent. Is it? 300%? No, 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 no. You're no. right. It's three thousand percent. Thirty. Oh, no, it's 30, not. Thirty thousand percent. We can't do math here. No, I'm apparently a dumbass. <laughs> I can't do math. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. All right, I'm not even trying to figure it out. Now it's hurting my head. Um. <laughs> oh, fucking math. Um. All right. I guess. I mean. 
that's really it for like Nintendo announcements. There's really that was it. Just a couple of games, the three All Stars being discontinued, and then the Mario Ten Day with the sales that are going on right now. I don't know how long those sales go for. I would assume like a week. So by like next Thursday, you have like you probably have like four or five days to pick up the games that went on sale. You're talking about Nintendo and French Rapist, and you're not going to talk about the new Pokemon uh, Pearl and Diamond remake? No, we did that last time. And then they shit, oh, okay. and then and then Drew and Lando shit all over me because I said I was going to buy it. Oh well, all right, fair enough. <laughs> Too like fair. He's a fanatic. Yeah, they they were just shitting on me because apparently the graphics are too cartoony and it's just a remake of the game, but they can't be just happy that it's not a let's go. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, you set my, the ball. My, my conclusion is it is the logical it is the logical next step for that art style. All right. So I think you're in the right that it's it's fine for what it is. I my biggest problem with Pokemon has been. I've grown out of Pokemon, so I inherently want Pokemon to change to me, and that's just never going to happen. Nintendo has do- done everything in their power to make sure that never happens. It's like, because Pokemon Coliseum is where it's fucking at, and they have not gone back to that well, ever. And why they don't do it is beyond me. It's like, they won't do it with Zelda, they're not going to do it with Pokemon, it's just like, but and they just won't do it. Well, we don't how know what Arceus... Played, how long has it been since you pl- last played Coliseum? I, a long time. I mean, I own it, but it's been a long time since I've played it. See, I've, I own it too, and let me tell you, it did not age well. At all. Well, the, the problem is, it's like, if you if you even try to play a GameCube game on your modern setup it's not gonna fucking work you got to play it on a crt television i do graphics isn't the issue it's the way the game is designed is the issue well what you don't like the the purifying factor and all that you just don't you don't think that held up the 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 region itself is entirely restricted. The story is bland. The capture mechanic, while it was interesting, ended up being ultimately pointless. And the, the and it compared to even that of the handheld games had the biggest restrictions on on uh, Pokemon availability. Well, I mean, but that's the limitations of what they were working with at the time. And that's kind of that's like an issue of like you know how much how many bits can you shove on those discs kind of issue. I mean, they ran into that well <laughs> a bit more of an issue than that with Sword and Shield. Is it's just they just didn't have time to program all the characters when they needed to get the game out. To be fair, they should have delayed the game as they have apparently delayed uh, the Arceus game, but that's you know that's just me. They didn't delay Arceus; they just announced it, <laughs> and they announced it for two years from now, <laughs> or not this year, but next year. So they didn't they didn't delay it; they just announced it. Yeah, what do you guys think about that? The the these. When games have these early hypes, you know, I, 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 I'll poison the well a little bit here. I think anything gets that gets announced more than six months to a year in advance is probably not going to be very good. Now, and my evidence is just look at like Cyberpunk 2077 and so on and so forth. It's like because the hype train 
starts way too soon and then it builds up hype for year after year after year after year and then by the time it finally gets here it's like you're exhausted you just like spent two years trying to take a shit and now you're just like i just want to get off this goddamn toilet there's only three games that have disappointed that have announced way too early and those being fallout 76 cyberpunk and metroid 4 okay one of them being not even coming to the table after they were announced Fallout 76 had the worst, worst release, like known to man. And it's only overshadowed by Cyberpunk because Cyberpunk doubled down on their bullshit <laughs> when it released. <laughs> so, uh, but to be fair, Cyber, or, uh, Fallout 76 did come around like No Man's Sky did. Oh, there was another game. So there's four titles, No Man's Sky. I was going to say, what about No Man's Sky? Yeah. But, you but, know. but No Man's Sky did turn around. The problem is, is they don't have the following anymore because so many people felt like they got burned at the release that they can't enjoy what No Man's Sky has become. Fallout 76, the same thing. Fallout 76 got better, but it had a terrible release. Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk's going nowhere. Like, that game's basically dead right now. Yep. Especially after the whole hacking thing, there, dude. Uh, CD Projekt Red is never going to go back to that game. Like we got hacked, but we don't. We you know we have all these backups. This is their excuse to get out of it now. Like they have to do nothing right. with the game. So, how about you guys? What do you guys think about the, the early hype trains? Well, I have a uh, question for you. What What do you believe is the perfect window for hype? Six months. You think six months is the magic number? I think, I think six months from the time the first trailer comes out. You do the first teaser trailer at six months. A month later, you do the full trailer, and then you start your marketing campaign after that, and then you've got four months to sell your game. Sell your games, sell your movies, sell your books, sell everything. Four months. So you want to do it basically before the game, like just as the game's finishing up, and they're completing everything. Yeah, basically. So it's like it, that way. If there if there's anything in your marketing that like fans immediately go like, ooh, you know, have like that kind of a reaction to, you got you got about four months to fix it in a day one patch. That's fair. Actually, there's the better question. What do you think of day one patches of games that seem? What do you think of day one patches? I think a day one patch is you taking the time from when you wrap the product to polish it even more. So it's like basically like because of how large video games are and how many years they take to complete, you, you're not going to find every bug. And it's like, but if you have an extra four to six months or whatever of play testing, you're going to find more bugs. So it's like, as you go through, you know, beta to whatever they call after beta, when you start going through those phases, you're going to find more bugs. And if you can stomp them out right at the very beginning, I, I think that's great. Yeah, look at look at every Blizzard MMO, every new expansion for World of Warcraft. Even with the alpha and beta testers, there's always a day one, day one or like day two patch because somebody found something. Yeah, I just think the codes are just too, there's too much to... Because it's so, it's so, there's so much room for error that it's like you, you we, the days of like, I'm going to send you a cartridge for Nintendo 64 and Superman 64 is what you get and what you got. That's so far behind us. 
And it's like the codes are so long for these new games and take up so many gigs that it's just like the tiniest little thing could screw it all up. And we have the Internet, so just fucking use it. I would assume every game that you buy, buy for a console, like every hard copy you're buying, when you when you put it in, it has to download like something from, you know, a, a patch from the Internet, basically. So every hard copy is basically doing just that. The only the only benefit to having the digital copy is you're getting everything all at once where the hard copy has to take some time to download some more information. Yeah, I think, I mean, it, it does get into the territory where you have to worry about, what is it like DRM or whatever, where it's like, Oh, does a game have to be always online or is it always authenticating? I hate that shit, but it's just like, if you can ship as much of the finished product to me, so it's playable that, you know, it's playable like Pokemon, like say Pokemon short and shield. All right. You can play that game. Maybe it has a few bugs when it's sent to you that the developers just didn't have time to find. Okay, that's fine. But it is a finished product. If you can do more with it online, fantastic. I think that's that's kind of what everybody should be aiming for when they basically just send you a, you know, it's like, oh, here's two gigs of the game. You got to download the other 20. That's where I'm kind of like, well, you didn't actually buy a physical product. You just bought something right. to sit on your shelf. That's true. Yeah. Isn't that what most physical releases are at this point? It's all just shelf candy. It's like the old fashioned studies that are full of books that probably haven't been fucking read. That's all this stuff is. And that's why you, that's why they don't even give a shit about making physical copies unless it's done by LRG. And I honestly, at this point, I'm kind of 50, 50 on it. If I can get a good physical copy and it's like you said, most of a game, I'm fine with it. But getting back to your previous question, um, as far as like the hype train scenario is concerned, it's on a case by case basis for me. It really depends on the company. If it's like because Nintendo was like an, a year out from Mario Odyssey coming out and they posted stuff about it and they built a decent amount of hype with that and the game was gorgeous. But then you have on the other hand with like CD Projekt Red and and, you know, other companies like that. So I can. It literally is depends on the company and depends on the goodwill that they've built up with their with their fan base. I think mm-hmm. Nintendo mostly, I, like, Nintendo mostly does a year in advance because if, if you mm-hmm. notice, like at Pokemon, you'll get it, you'll get the announcement like January, and it won't come till or January February ish, and it won't come out till like November or September, like <laughs> between September and November time. Usually November, isn't yeah, right? November, October, November is usually the magic number for for Pokemon. Pokemon releases, and they're done yearly. Yeah, I remember. It's usually like the week before Thanksgiving, isn't it? No, I feel like that's usually like earlier than that. Uh, no. A lot of them come out in the spring too. The Pokemon games, because the main no, like, like Diamond and Pearl came out in April of 2011. I think it was. No, Diamond and Pearl came out a I uh, believe 20. Oh, oh eight? Jesus. we have the fucking internet people. <laughs> we are. We're all talking here. We're not exactly just looking it up as we go. I re- I just remember standing in line in like November. Okay, yeah, here we go. I found all of them. Uh, September twenty eighth, two thousand six. God damn, it's really old. <laughs> Tara, yeah. it's it's literally gotten to the point where no, I talk no, about no, that's that's Japan. North America was right because it came out on my birthday, April twenty second, two thousand seven. 
I was wrong about the year, but no, it came out in America uh, in April, but it came out in Japan. Um, it came in Japan in Q4, beginning of Q4. I was, I was, I was off by one year. So, so we're oh. both right in the fact that they were coming out in the fall, but in Japan, and then the spring in America. So they did. So okay. So they didn't start doing the all the worldwide releases until Gen Six. X- it looks like XY was the first time yeah, they did it. XY. Yeah. 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 Because uh, they did black and white in March, and then black and white two were October, and then after that they started going to the October November releases, mostly November from Sun Moon. From, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire down till Let's Go Sword and Shield and yeah. So Arceus might think, Arceus I, might be I the think only one. Companies can avoid a lot of the cyberpunk bullshit if they just waited. You know, it's like because if you got into that six month window, it's like it's the way you figured it out. It's like oh, so basically the game's done and it's going into print. So yeah. <laughs> what I think what I think originally happened with CD Projekt Red was that. Um, they announced their game. They were pushing, 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 giving up all these updates. And then the announcement of the PS5 happened and the next gen consoles happened. So in my opinion, I thought they were waiting for those consoles. So when they released for the PS4 and the the uh, old generation consoles, I was like, why did they do that? It makes no sense, but it makes sense to sell more copies. But then they completely missed the mark on the on the old gen consoles because they remastered or they redid the game to meet the new generation consoles and then flopped on the old generations. So then they hit all that backlash. And then on top of that, they had all those glitches and all the, the extra crap that happened in their game. So it's like they did it. They, they shot themselves in the foot, in my own opinion, because I think they were on the right track. And then all of a sudden they tried to push like higher end stuff too quickly Instead of when they first announced that they were pushing it back in like November, they should have just said, we're going to push it back until we get it right. Don't worry about a date instead of giving like a two week and then pushing it another time for December. It didn't make any sense. The way they pushed it towards the end just felt like they were rushing it. Hmm. I mean, like the the situation I find myself in this is why it's been on my mind is like, do you guys play Ark Survival at all? Evolved at all? No, and ever been, I'm going to tell you I don't play it because it's free on the fucking mobile and it's the exact same game that they want to charge you for for the consoles. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> I don't I, I don't have any experience with the mobile one. I do know that the Switch version is a fucking joke. Um, but like so they uh, I think it was back in January or something like that. Uh, they announced Arc 2. They announced the last Genesis expansion as well as the animated series. Now, what's crazy about the animated series is, you know, people in Hollywood are out of fucking work right now because, oh my God, is everybody in it? It's well, like if, you, it if, you, if you look up like the cast for the Ark Survival Evolved animated series, you're gonna be like, how did they get this many celebrities to voice act in this fucking thing? And it's just like, it's like, oh, COVID. That's why. Didn't they get um, Vin Diesel to be like the the face of the game too? Yes, Vin Diesel yeah. will be the the. The star main protagonist uh, for Arc Two, yep. uh, and it turns out apparently Van Diesel is a huge Arc fan, and like plays the game all the time. <laughs> so Christ. it's like so that's that's how that worked out. It's like all right, well that's cool, but here's the problem with me when it comes to hype train. Arc Two isn't coming out until next year, and it's like. 
so you've got so they've already announced arc two and they've announced this animated series but what's hidden in there is the final expansion pack for genesis 2 so it's like instead of focusing their attention on getting people hyped for the final expansion and it looks gorgeous the art the art the genesis 2 the gen, part genesis part 2 is the final one it looks better than the arc 2 trailer to me as an art player i was just like oh god i was salivating i was like oh my god we're gonna get a tech bow this is fucking cool um and apparently like a spaceship and like all kinds of crazy shit i was like this is great and it's like but from the marketing machine, it's completely overshadowed by the fact that ARC 2. It's like, well, why would I get invested in ARC? It's like, it's coming to its end. How long will the servers stay live after the, you know, after the last expansion comes out? If ARC 2 is going to come out six months, you know, after that, blah, 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 blah. And I feel like you just, it's like you, sh you just punch yourself in the nads. It's like, what are you doing? Like, go with the animated series. Go with the final expansion. Push that for all of 2021. And then when you get to like Christmas, boom, trailer arc two is coming, baby. The After a is, year of celebrating the end of the arc story. The thing is, is when they made that announcement for arc two and the expansion, they did it all during the video game awards and they right. needed, they needed that big splash, which was arc two. But at the same time, like, like you said, they kind of hid the final expansion in there. <laughs> right. So, yeah, the I mean, the the video game awards and award shows like that where they make that first initial like trailer, I think is fine because what happens is most time they'll do that at first initial trailer and then you won't hear about the game until release again. They just want to get people like involved. But for a game that's, you know, a game like Ark, that's an MMO style game to drop a, the trailer for the second game is kind of doing disservice to their fans now. Right. Unless, I mean, Crimson, unless it's a, Black unless it's, Desert Online kind of had, had, had a little bit of an issue with that as well when they announced Crimson Desert. People are like, oh, well, you know, uh, how, how much time should we keep throwing into Black Desert if they're going to be replacing it? And then Pearl Abyss walked back almost everything. It's like to the point where it's like Crimson Desert. Wait, what are you talking about? What? Huh? What? Is it, we're, was Crimson we're, Desert we're, the one from that Korean company? <laughs> Was Crimson Desert that from the Korean company? Yeah, Pearl Abyss is a South Korean developer. Yeah, and it's that like, was it's, that, that Crimson Desert. The first time I ever heard of a game like that. So to me, I was hyped for it. I didn't even know there was a different a different game for them. Well, it, it well, it's because what happened. The reason why a lot of people haven't heard of Pearl Abyss that just didn't get on the Black Desert train is because when it came out in two thousand six. Uh, in 2017 in the USA, terrible launch. It did not have a very good reception at all. And then it basically like disappeared uh, and it slowly built up almost like a cult following. And Crimson Desert is like basically the Witcher game that everybody really wanted and instead they got Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> <laughs> I did okay. I mean, that's, that's really the best way I can describe it because Crimson Desert, from what I've seen, looks fucking amazing. And then yeah. there's just like these huge debates in the Black Desert forums about like what the fuck is this game? And we're just like literally going through piece frame by frame of the Korean presentations to just argue with each other whether or not Crimson Desert's gonna be an MMO. And of course I'm on the MMO side, and then the other people like 
basically trying to prevent people from fleeing from Black Desert Village. <laughs> Don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. <laughs> Crimson, it does look like an MMO, though. It looks like what Assassin's Creed Odyssey should have been. I think that they, I think what happened was, because it's like you look at somebody like uh, Rockstar and they're an industry leader. Mm-hmm. And you see how much money that Grand Theft Auto is making. Yeah. And you're just like, well, this is the most successful game of all time, period. Um, so it was only a matter of time before other people were going to take notice of it and start copying it. And then Red Dead 2 comes out. And then they finish Red Dead Online like six months, eight months later, and it comes out. Red Dead's grossed over a billion dollars. It's yeah, like, and it and it was considered, you know, like, eh. You know, like as far as rock star successes go, it's like, oh, <laughs> Red Dead only made a billion dollars. <laughs> and other companies are just like, we want that fucking money. So I think that Pearl Abyss saw what they were doing and they're like, how can we create a first person player experience that sells to a Western audience and then slide them into an MMO? So I think they're going to adopt the GTA Red Dead Online model. And they might be one of the first companies I've seen that have the engine because their engine is one of the best looking engines in the market. It's like, they might be the ones who can pull that off where you get like this Witcher game, you play through the storyline, but then all of the open world assets that you're playing the story game through, just like in red dead, just like in GTA, boom, you flip into an MMO mode, you create your own character and you're off to the fucking races. The only problem I have with like red dead and stuff is if, it has that Eve online syndrome where like, if you're not playing enough, you're paying for the game and it's, I guess it's to keep you to keep playing, but you could buy their resources in those games. That's how they're making all that money. It's almost like a loot box type syndrome. Yes. But I mean, that's what we were talking about before the stream about gambling and games and oh, yeah, things we, like that. Yeah. Fuck loot boxes. I mean, it's like, how are these companies going to make their money is ultimately it's like, what, what is the uh, least offensive method for grabbing people's cash? Okay. If it's a free to play game, this is, I get, I, uh, I guess this is where like I can differ. So like call of duty, the new call, the war zone, whatever. Um, if the weapons weren't like making you better and it was just skins, it'd be one thing. But then you take a game like League of Legends where it's a free to play game and the only way they're making their money is if they're selling skins and they went to that stupid loot box system, which I think is retarded when you can just buy your own skins like. I I don't know, it's it's weird because even even League of Legends went to that that loot box style system, which is I don't know, I hate that system because it's literally fucking gambling. Look at what happened to FIFA. FIFA had a got sued by how many people in the UK for gambling, and they had to pay back all that like billions of dollars to people. Not well, billions, what do you mean? It's just like Kindred eggs. I mean, don't 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 kids buy three thousand dollars <laughs> worth of Kindred eggs? Like, come on, these are surprises. No, no, no. The only gambling I'm down with is buying Magic card packs. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the I only think they made a similar comparison to that too. I mean, that's well, the they, truth, they, though. They did. They actually did make that argument that it's no no different than a trading card game. Except the difference is you physically own your assets in a trading card and you can resell them. Right. Yep. So 
fast. I'll open this up for debate then. What do you guys think about making all video games that have online accounts resellable by law? Basically ending the end user license agreements that these companies shove at you and say, you can't play our product uh, unless you agree to these terms. And they're like, oh, by the way, one of our terms is you can't resell your account. What if we just say, no, we're giving people back private property rights. And it's like, as long as the game is an operation, you have a right to resell because it's your account. So you mean make it I'd legal be because okay people, people already do it. <laughs> you mean just make it legal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people already do. Just make, well, not only make it legal, but like that they can't just cancel your account for it. That it's like, because it's like they built it into their terms of service. Like, if we catch you doing this, we're going to close your account. So it's like, instead, you would have to put in a form of regulation that says they can't terminate your accounts for doing this as punishment. Because, of course, the reason why they do it is because, well, we want everybody gambling on our products. It's like, if this person spends three or $4,000 gambling and willing to sell it to someone else for four or $500 to recoup some of their costs, well... How are we going to get them addicted to heroin? I mean, gamma. I mean, our video game. Well, that that's that selling is just going to is the addiction. So, I mean, they're going to make their money either way. They just want to. They just want that four hundred dollars for themselves that the other person tried to make back. I don't. Know, I think. Right. They sh- I think uh, honestly, they should just get rid of the whole fucking loot box system because all, yeah, all your your whole the whole stipulation of as long as the game is running is going to be the kicker there because what happens when they realize that people are going to leave or they catch wind that there's going to be a new game release and people start selling, then they're going to have a lot of issues with. Oh, that person knew that the game was out, so then there's going to be a lot of lawsuits and then they're going to be hit with that type of shit. So you're going to what they're going to be doing is just shutting down servers and being like, here's a new game that you have to purchase now. And then you lose all your gambling assets, quote unquote, from the other game because the game's no longer running. Now they're supporting a different game. Hmm. That's an interesting counterpoint. I've I've often wondered about the transfer of servers. Uh, of basically like after a certain life cycle, it's like if a company no longer wishes to support those servers, I think that under copyright law they should be able to retain the rights to the IP, but allow basically uh, a third party, as it were, operate servers that maintain the existing data. So it's like it won't be infringing on their copyright, but they're no longer in charge of that particular asset, as it were. Yeah. So it's like they can go make a sequel. They can go like, you know, like private servers, like EverQuest private servers still exist. But it's like Sony Online Entertainment doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. But what you're going to run into is companies like Nintendo that are going to fight you tooth and nail. Yep, they sure will. Yep. So what you're saying is everything is fake and gay. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, the, honestly, you can't if they changed European like loot boxes, didn't they? Like some countries in Europe will not allow loot boxes in their game. And like EA yes. specifically cannot put loot boxes in those versions of the game. Oh, yeah. A lot of companies won't sell products in Belgium because it's just illegal. So they won't, their business model has like, it's, it's hilarious because at least it's hilarious to me as a tragic irony, because the best magic, the gathering cards, when it came out, were all printed in Belgium. 
And now it's illegal <laughs> to even have that mechanic in Belgium. Yeah, I... Uh, I, I, I just fucking hit the EA. EA is the, probably the biggest, like, dick bags about all this because when Battlefront first came out, they're like, we're never going to put loot boxes in this game. Then the game drops day one, they put loot boxes in, and then the whole community, like, flips out. <laughs> After... After people have already put money in to get those loot boxes. So now the community's pissed at each other because one half was like, get rid of the fucking loot boxes. And EA is like, no, we want to make money. And they're like, I got all this cool stuff. So you have to leave it in. So they leave all the items in that these people bought. But now everybody has access to them because they got rid of the loot boxes. So every, everything's free to like get now to, to find in the game. And then like six months later, they brought back the fucking loot boxes. It's like <laughs> you just waited for the outrage to go away and then snuck it right back in. <laughs> yep. Well, I've come to the conclusion, and this is what I didn't I didn't say before we hit record, is I think we should make all of those gambling mechanics illegal. And the reason oh. why is because I think it would create a more productive society. I, I look at these gambling mechanics the way that people look at opium dens in the early 20th century. It's like, why the fuck do we i mean again it's, it's more authoritarian but it's like just think about it why are we allowing these young mostly men let's be honest 80 you know like 80 to 90 percent of the demographic is men why are why are we allowing these young men around 20 to 25 years old to spend two to three thousand dollars to get six constellations on a fucking waifu and gaishan impact it's like take that six thousand dollars put wait. it into a more are you telling me Genshin huh? Impact has loot boxes? Yes. It has it has banner waifus. Are you fucking so kidding it's me? Just, it's an endless sea of gambling. Every two weeks, you get a new banner to gamble on the new waifu. It's how China is siphoning over a billion dollars out of America right now with Genshin Impact. So it's like we have the Chinese Communist Party is literally just between Azerlane and Genshin Impact. The communists are taking over a billion dollars of our of our most productive class, you know, 20 something males right into China through gambling mechanics. And it's, it's not- like why the fuck do we allow that to happen? You should be buying homes, you should be buying new cars, you should be starting families. Be a productive citizen. Instead, they've designed these heroin like gambling mechanics that just oh, oh, I spent $3,000 so I could have six kachings. It's 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 for the same reason that they allowed online gambling now through apps. The same reason, like it's the same reason I can make a thousand dollars over the football season, then basketball season hits, and I'm I'm down to a hundred bucks in my bank or not my bank account, but in my you know betting account. It's the same reason. It's because it's it's legit gambling. That's what it is. Like they want to spread gambling, and all they have to do is if you have a gambling problem, call one eight hundred Gambler. No, 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 not quite. <laughs> you want to spread gambling without calling it gambling. That's why they spent like six months in court arguing that what they were doing was not fucking gambling. I mean, it's it's illegal for a 17-year-old to walk into a casino. Correct. They can't do yep. it. But they can carry it around in their pocket. Yeah. Yep. And it's Did like... And it's like, I don't give a shit about the libertarian argument of like, well, you know, they're 25. They, if they want to spend $6,000 gambling on a waifu, they totally fucking can. It's just like, just because you can shoot heroin into your veins doesn't mean it's good for you. 
And they made that illegal. You know, well. so it's like sometimes you just have to recognize it's like, well, wouldn't you just be happier if the game was 60 fucking dollars and it had all of the same shit in it? Nobody's the- banning the game. They're just trying to get you off of these drugs that you're addicted to psychologically. Yeah, if they if they created games the way they used to create games where everything was on the fucking cartridge or the CD, that's one thing. But they've literally pieced out the game and are selling it to you in microtransactions. I think the most disgusting um, case is the one with uh, Activision Blizzard, namely uh, uh, Crash Bandit. Crash, uh, Crash Team Racing uh, Nitro Warp, because that's a game clearly for young children, and the loot boxes are there. Who bought that game? <laughs> and the work and and just like you mentioned, and just like you mentioned uh, with EA's bullshit, they didn't have them at first, but then they added them uh, about a month later, and it's a game for kids. Hmm. I mean, nobody. Yeah, so that's nobody why, that's why that. I've been will, I've been willing to entertain the reselling your account for adults as a way to basically punish the companies because it would it would it would kill their bottom line. It's like if people could just if a, if a person got bored with an account like Gaishin Impact, I'm I'm getting really bored with Gaishin Impact, and it's just like, but I can say, look, I got Ganyu, Kaching, Mona, Kui and uh, Hu Tao. So I have five five stars. And somebody wait, might wait. go. Somebody wait, might somebody go. Huh? There's somebody named Kui Kui in the game. Yeah, it's Q I Q I. Oh, it's Chi Chi. Nitro fueled, right? Okay. Um, but it's like, so I have five five stars, and somebody might be like, "Well, it's it's you know, you're guaranteed a five star after eighty pulls. That's about one hundred and fifty dollars on average. So that's three, six, seven hundred and fifty dollars minimum." It's like plus all your four stars and everything like that. I'll give you three hundred bucks for it, and it's just like guys in Impact are like, "Oh no, you're not going to fucking do that because then they're not going to spend money on the game because they already have the characters they want." Fuck you. And it's just like that's why they won't let you do it. And if and if we made them start doing that, then the gambling would be less effective. It's just like you'd have way less whales because people would just buy the accounts with the characters that they want. Damn, 10 million people bought into Crash Team Racing. Yep, because the the, f- well, the reason the initial reason was that it didn't have the loot boxes when it were first released. The reviews were going out. It was a good racing game, and then a month later, bam, they added the loot boxes. You have Mario Kart though. Who was buying this card? Oh, PS4. Never mind. It it was to it was to compete with. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that answered my question. <laughs> well, I wanted to segue this up into the topic that you guys like you put on the list for me, Drew, and that's the prices of Pokemon booster boxes. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, Pokemon booster boxes right now are selling for anywhere from two to six hundred dollars. As soon as you open that booster box, those cards are fucking worthless. Yes and no. It depends on what the card is right now, because a lot of the the shiny and foils and full arts spiked in price, but none of them to cover the price of the box. So you're correct on that. You're losing money the second you open the box. Right. So, I mean, and we're talking, and not just by a little, we're talking if you bought like a box of evolutions for $1,000 or whatever crazy fucking number it's going up to, you could get like the 
Black Lotus of that booster box, and it doesn't even come close. And then it's like the fact that it would have to be one of the, you know, in Magic Gathering, we say expeditions, but like one of the super ultra, duper, super secret rares. I mean, your odds of getting them are like one in 10 cases. So it's like, it's worthless. It's all, I mean, even though like those McDonald's packs, it's just like, well, all of the cards in them are worth 10 cents. Why are you selling pallets of these online? <laughs> oh god <laughs> so the um the pokemon packs from um what's it called mcdonald's they are now selling for the price of a happy meal so you can get the four card packs for five dollars online because what happened was is people realized that mcdonald's didn't give a fuck and overprinted the cards so all that hype that originally happened didn't mean shit Secondly, the fucking card, the Pikachu card that everyone's like, oh, this is a $10,000 card. If you can get it PSA graded from the fucking cereal box is in every fucking pack of the cereal box. Yes, that's how you <laughs> shut them up. There no, but that was their plan all along. They weren't doing that. They didn't like they weren't trying to make them collectible. They were just for the oh, my God. It is a thousand dollars for a booster box. You were one hundred percent correct on that. For the evolution? Yeah. Guess how much yeah. the guess yeah. how much the Charizard is. Oh, like sixty bucks, maybe. Wrong. Less? Market price is a hundred and three, but you can pick it up for as low as thirty-five. There you go. On TCG player? Yep. Yep. Yeah, and that's the and that's what the alternate art whatever whatever no that's the no no that's the charizard art from like the original oh the the base evolutions charizard yeah oh it's worth that i pulled that one really oh, i'll have to sell it yeah sell it now before the price fucking plummets on it <laughs> no you could okay so you can pick up a damaged heavily hold on how much is a near mint Okay, a near mint is about sixty bucks. You can pick one up for about fifty-seven right now. It's not even playable. Like, I mean, in in, no. in the actual game of Pokemon, the deck card's not playable. You know, because they, have, they have a, you can't, it, 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 There's no meta in which that card is playable. No, Pokemon has a standard rotation. The only card that you can play right now that's that expensive. There's two cards. The Rainbow Charizard or the Shiny Charizard that's like six hundred dollars, and then the Fat Pikachu. Those are the only two cars that are playable right now in this set because they have a standard rotation. But nobody's and those are alternative arts, right? Yeah. So well, you can get non-alternative art that is tournament playable for what? Like a third of the cost for like 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the secret rare. See, Pokemon did it right with the secret rares and how they're doing the rainbow and the full art and all that fancy stuff. They did it. They did that the correct way for collectors. What they didn't do it for is the fucking bullshit scalpers out there that are fucking standing in line. You can't even go to fucking, you have to go to, to Meyer on Friday. And that's the only day that you have to, you can pick anything up and you have to buy it from the customer, the customer service counter. You can't even go into an aisle anymore because these fucking assholes, you literally, and then LGSs are selling the, the packs and the singles for the same price the scalpers are fucking selling the shit for. You're not you're not getting anything cheap right now. 
Well, mm-hmm. see, that was the video that was sent to me today that Alpha Investments put out about basically his defense of like stores that are doing this, and he's just you know, justifying their bullshit. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I hope that Nintendo just overprints them into you into you guys losing everything. They did. They like, announced it, but then the- I, I hope that's the response. It's like, well, if you're going to keep selling them at two hundred dollars, we're just going to keep printing them, and we'll keep selling them to you until everybody has it and goes, oh wait, this shit's worthless. So they announced that they were going to the mass produce the stuff. And then like two weeks ago, they just they announced sets that were no longer going to be in print. Hmm. I was like, why would you do that? Why would you tell people that you're going to mass print stuff and then release a list of shit you're not going to print anymore? What was the point of that? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a payoff. Oh, not even a payoff. It's like. It, they're obviously keeping the standard rotation. So the stuff that's not like they're not going to reprint evolutions. They're not going to reprint um, darkness of blaze. They're not going to reprint anything that's they're They're basically only printing from sword and shield on. And there's certain um, like um, I was going to say, it's time for at least everything before sun and moon to rotate out. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Cause vivid voltage should technically be the last set in sword and shield. Before they move on to the like whatever's next. Yeah, so the pre the pre sun and moon. I mean, because they have it. Is Roaring Skies even been re- rotated out yet? It should have been. I'll pull up the list right now. There's a bunch of there's like. Because um, if it hasn't, everything on the chopping block is Roaring Skies, Steam Siege, Evolutions, Generations, like that entire pre sun and moon era. If it's not out already, it should be ro- just all gone. So then the next block, the next like Pokemon tournament will be Sudden Moon and Sword and Shield, and that's it. Right. Yeah. So anything before Sudden, it looks like. Hold on. Oh, what am I looking? Um. And if they've already rotated out again, then it's just really stupid. It's it, and I have a theory behind this. I'll 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 give you guys a little bit of spoiler because this is going to be one of my videos that I do, in the near future is. Uh, I think it's the the diamond hands meme. I think that's the <laughs> entire business model at this point. It's basically a bunch of people with money to burn in an economy where most people don't have money to burn, uh, just hoarding up everything in the market. And then because they're not selling it in mass, they're just piecemealing it out. They're not listing they're not, they're not like 500 booster boxes at once. Some major feedback there. Yeah, who's doing it? You're like who's echoing. Like Lando, is that you? Is that you? Lando. Testing. Testing. Uh, who's close to uh, the freaking speakers? <laughs> I'm far away from mine. Yeah, I know. Uh, I was nowhere near the laptop. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Oh, come on. Where's the list? Test. All right, we're back. She was making sweet, sweet love to that microphone when she was going on her diatribe. It just didn't want me to, it didn't want me to reveal the whole video. (laughs) Fair enough. Well, but what I was going to say is I think the problem is that, you know, they're not going to eBay and throwing down 
10,000 boxes of evolutions, which are completely tank the price. They're just, you know, the list maybe 10 at a time, $1,000, and just slowly sell them off. So it's like, even though they're sitting on hundreds, if not thousands of these products, they're just slowly draining them into the market and letting the suckers get them. And then because the people who are buying them off of them are all, oh, my diamond hands, game stonks, they're not going to sell them either. <laughs> so it's like, it's literally become a non-taxed vehicle for money laundering, whether or not they want to call it that or not. Uh, that's effectively what they've done because Pokemon cards and Magic the Gathering cards are not on the designated collectibles list under the IRS. It's like you're holding a financial asset that you won't be taxed on resale. Because they're not going to sell them, they can only accrue value because of the power of the IP, which is why Alpha Investments is currently targeting things like Weiss Schwartz and so on and so forth, backing on the brand recognition of the IP to artificially inflate the price while none of them are selling the product. That's how the grift works. So the here's the catch is that if you are reselling and you're selling on eBay, you are getting taxed on it now. Oh, really? They added that in there up to at once you cross the six hundred dollar range, you now get sent to ten ninety nine for your taxes. Really? On everything, everything. Mm. That really fucks up their grift. Yeah, eBay is going to get hit hard, but eBay was technically made for the like the small seller. It wasn't meant to be like an online sales thing. So they're well, they're well, kind of the going problem back. Is that they have blown this bubble up to where everything is over six hundred dollars. You know, like that that's a part of their core, mm-hmm. you know, diamond hands philosophy, like all of that, all of that. All of the old Magic the Gathering booster boxes, all of the old Pokemon, all of it is built on artificially raising these prices through scarcity and the hype of just holding it and never selling it. And it's like, but now they're going to be hit with the taxes on it. It's not as, you know, lucrative as what the original scheme was designed to be. I cannot find this fucking list. I don't even know how to like look for it. My fucking Google's off right now. See, the thing for me was is being somebody who was into Bushi Road games, at least at some point. I mean, I have a poster on my wall of uh, Cardfight Vanguard. Like, the prices always seemed relatively high, anyways. Like, I never found anything that wasn't, at the very least, when it comes to the rares, there were the triple rares. That stuff wasn't, it was at the very least five to ten dollars to start. And the more expensive foils and things, it just went higher and higher from there. So I don't know. Maybe I just never noticed that that, that that actually creeped in. It was always pretty expensive to begin with. Um, looking at the current rotation, uh, those sets have already rotated out of standard. Sword and Shield have, but they said they were going to continue to print them. No, but- no, I mean that uh, the, all the evolutions, Steam Season, all the all the XY series, they've already yeah. rotated out. Oh yeah, they're they, in expanded yeah, format. 20, so, 2020, yeah, twenty twenty. 2020 was all sun and moon. 2021 is all vivid voltage. Yeah, so it's like not not only are they not worth anything once you open them, they're not even playable in the standard format now. Right. I, I, I don't. I, it's that's ridiculous. No, no player is spending a thousand dollars on that product. 
if you're looking for the current standard rotation for Pokemon, it says the standard format of 2021 season will be Sun and Moon team up and any expansions released afterwards. Black Star promos numbered SM158 and up uh, and SWSH001 and up. So I assume that means Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield. Um, yeah. It's like cards from the following products are also legal. Hidden Fates, uh, excluding all cards from the Shiny Vault subset other than uh, Linkarok. Uh, TCG, Detective Pikachu, and cards from the McDonald's collections will be legal in the standard format only if they're functionally identical to a card in a that is in a current legal in the standard format. Yeah, so no. basically treating them as alternative arts. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a new what... expansion will become uh, legal for tournament play on two weeks after their release. Yeah, that's what I figured was gonna like it was, but there is actually someone actually had like a legit list of uh, Pokemon said that these specific products were no longer gonna be printed. Ah, okay. And I, I wish I could find that fucking list. Oh well. Well, my guess is probably everything prior to that. Well, no, because I think they were still printing some Sun and Moon, and then there were some Sword and Shield products that were they were stopping. Like some vivid voltage, um, like you know when you go in, it's like a Pikachu box or like a, um, where you're guaranteed at least the Pikachu card or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. Not like the sealed uh, booster product, but like the other product. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Clearly, it's not that important because we can't get touch anything on it. I just bought today. I just bought the the Zacian, uh V box. Which I didn't realize didn't come with the booster pack. It just gives you the a deck. Like here's a deck you could play. I'm like the fuck. <laughs> I kind of wanted the pack, but whatever. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, you're still gonna have Sword and Shield, Rebel Clash, Sword and Shield, Sun and Moon, Cosmic Eclipse, Hidden Fates, uh, Unified Minds, Unbroken Bonds, mm-hmm. and Team Up. All those sets will still be in in there. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't really play the game. I, I'm literally a collector, but I'm I'm not reselling any of the shit that I own. So for me, it sucks because I can't just walk into like Target, Walmart. I can't even walk into my comic shop without having to overpay for a fucking booster pack. But I mean, like Hidden Fates uh, Elite Trainer Box is $170. You know, it's like they don't even have any of their specialty product. Okay, so the hidden. The party packs are forty-three dollars. The steel tins are sixty. Jesus I mean, I was buying fuck. my steel tins for like fifteen, twenty bucks I think four years ago. I think they're twenty or twenty-five bucks. Those tins. Is the MSRP? Yeah. But like unbroken bonds, it's a standard set. It's four hundred and twenty-seven dollars for a booster box. I'm on Amazon yeah. right now. It's like. There, yeah, there's no fucking way they will have a game a game left if they allow this to be unchecked. Right. Um, it just it just wouldn't happen because the kids the kiddies aren't going to play. It. I mean, the Sun and Moon Guardian Rising. It's like two eighty nine, and it's like, did, is that one even? No, that one's rotating out. So it's like, you know, that that. So it's not even all of the Sun and Moon sets. It's only like half no, of and them. And it's not even. It, it, what happened was is fucking Logan Paul. I ugh, fuck, dude. I will fight that guy in a heartbeat. <laughs> I will just rip his nuts off like a fucking chimpanzee. Just to fucking prove a point. The, this Well, then you go challenge him to a boxing match then. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm on his fucking radar. 
No, it's not even a mirror. No, it's not even a boxing match. I legit want to just everywhere. I legit just want to stomp this guy's half of his fucking head in because of the bullshit that he did to the fucking Pokemon community. And I don't care if he's like, oh, we did it for charity. I don't give a fuck what you did it for. You listen to some fucking snake oil salesman bullshit, like crypto cocksucker that was like, oh, these cards are thirty or forty thousand dollars, and then, um, fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, fuck, why can't I think of his name? Lion, I want to say his name is. MTG Lion? No, he's like Pokemon something. And he's like a well-known guy. I can't, why the fuck can't I think of his name either? Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. He just, like, he he just opens packs on camera all the time. Yeah, that guy is a legit good person. But it's like, that guy knew what was going on, and he knew he was getting scammed the second the guy pulled that box out in front of everybody. And it's just, it blows my mind that even that guy let that bullshit happen. Like, it affects his, I mean, his business, he's opening packs and probably reselling it, but he does a lot for the Pokemon community. But even he took advantage of it. Like, he should have been the one to been like, no, you're fucking lying. Like, you guys are assholes. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, that's I, I, you know, when, when Alpha Investments first started his thing, I said right away that it's just like he is a negative force in the magic uh, singles market and even sealed product that I was like, this is going to blow up and this is going to become a problem. One that he ignored and then eventually acknowledged like six or seven months later, he's just like, oh, I am having an impact. It's like yeah, no shit. But see, the uh, thing with that, him was is that I think he didn't. Because YouTubers don't understand like just how wide of like if, think about like I mean obviously my channel's dead because I stopped making videos for over a year. But <laughs> when I had like you know when I was getting five to twenty thousand views on a video, it's like think about that. That's more than the size of a population of a small town or city. A city is technically five thousand people. Okay. So it's like if you have. 10 or 20,000 people all with a vested interest in the product that you're talking about. And that's larger than an entire town. You're making moves in a market, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. Now imagine you have a hundred, 200, 300, 400, half a million or a million views on a video of people who are vestedly interested in what you're talking about and will move to action based on what you say. Right. But alpha investments didn't, affect the standard market at all people were still able to play the game and get product at msrp on release we're talking about pokemon product that's getting released day one that's inflating three times the amount alpha investments isn't doing that to magic he's doing it to vintage cards and sets that are out of print and like old sets that are like three or four sets out that are no longer in standard but he's not affecting the standard block like at all yeah, I think I think the reason why it didn't happen to Magic and it happened to Pokemon is because the Magic audience is older, and we and even just Magic players, not really collectors, but like if you play Magic: The Gathering, you know what the cost value of the box equation is. You know, it's right. like, whoa, hold on a second. It's like if I buy a booster box, am I going to get at least ninety dollars worth of cards out of this box? If not, just buy singles. It's like if I can roll on a $200 card and I walk away with about 50 bucks worth of cards, even if I don't get the $200 card, all right, that's fine. I'll, I'm willing to take that risk. And people will literally count down the value of a box, like the estimated value of a box. 
it'll be an entire equation. And it's like, and the singles market in Magic, in standard anyways, always eventually drops to the price, at least before this COVID bubble and all this bullshit. But the way that it worked for about 20 fucking years was uh, whatever the standard meta was, the price of the booster box would always fall down to the estimated value of a booster box. So if it was an overly inflated meta, the price of the booster box would be $120, $130. But eventually, like, say, Gideon from Amonkhet or whatever, those Gideons went from 40 to 35 to 30 to 25 to by the time you hit rotation, they were like 10 or, you know, 10 to 5 bucks. Yeah, because the meta and, determined the price of the cards. Right. So Pokemon is so insane because, like we said with Evolutions, it's fucking worthless. <laughs> no, it is. 100% it's, is. So it's like, that's, that's, that's what I don't understand about the whole Pokemon situation at all. It's evolutions is for the people that didn't, that didn't purchase the base set. And now they're trying to live some dream. That's never going to happen by selling a thousand dollar fucking booster box for a $35 fucking card. <laughs> but that's the I problem mean, with any collectible game, isn't it? I mean, is it like, 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 is is the bullshit that it's like Logan Paul thought the price of an Evolutions Charizard was a was a first edition or like the real first edition, which is the smaller font print Charizard BS graded ten or whatever? No, no, no. He is got tricked. He got tricked. Came? No, no. He got tricked into thinking he bought an Evolutions box, like a supposedly a legit one. No one knows for sure. Supposedly legit from this collectibles guru guy. And then he opened it up with the guy next to him and he pulled out a Bulbasaur, like a, a hollow Bulbasaur. And the dude said that this is a 10 or 10, possibly 20, maybe $30,000 card. It was nowhere near that price. It was a $2,000 card at most. And the fucking Internet ran with it and everything spiked instantly. Wait, why would a Bulbasaur in Evolutions? No, no, no. Base set. Base set. Oh, Bulbasaur. no base set. Yeah. What? Right. Yeah. And that's that's what I'm saying. I, I'm I like, literally have the entire. I'm like, I'm like, wait, hold on. Uh, hold on. I have my binder here. Let me let me open up. I have the entire original base set. <laughs> it's like you telling me this fucking thing is selling for two grand. Why? No, it was. It, I mean, they are. They, that's what the original price was. And, well, okay, graded at like a 10. It was a $2,000 card. Because most people that were collectors sent them in to get them graded or whatever. But that was the problem yeah. is that now you have people going around going, um, here's a card. It could get you a PSA 10. But, you know, you're not a fucking PSA grader. It can't be a 10 because you didn't send it to them to get graded. So you're selling it for a price that you don't even know is going to come back at that price. Like that's the other fucked up part of the whole fucking scalper bullshit that's going on. Jesus Christ. You literally do have a full set of base. Holy fuck. I just sent a okay, picture of, uh, of uh, the collection to Drewby. Now, my Charizard is definitely not a PS10. I mean, because obviously I was a kid. Yeah. And it's got it's got some play. It's in, you know, it's in 
I wouldn't say near mint. I would say it's in play. Like it's it's you know the scuffs, like the basic scuffs and everything like that. I have but a heavy. Definitely, I have a heavy played Charizard, and apparently, how much are those going for right now? Mine's probably a PS7. It's like my Blastoise is probably like an eight. Uh, my Venusaur might be a ten. Uh, let's do. Eh, my Venusaur is probably a nine. So a heavily. A heavily damaged card is going for three hundred and fifty dollars on TG- TCG Player right now. Hmm. Yeah, no, mine's definitely not heavily damaged. I mean, well, I, I have no, a heavily damaged one. I'm about just, to sell I would mine. Say it's played. <laughs> my my base two Charizard is in mint condition. It's pack fresh. Let's see. Let's see this Bulbasaur. Or no, not Bulbasaur. Venusaur. Let's say the Venusaur. Uh, yeah, my non foil Team Rocket is pack fresh. Yeah, so this is uh hold on. How do I go to highest shipping? I guess it won't tell me. Last page. So a moderately played first edition without getting graded is a twelve hundred dollar card for the Venusaur. Jeez. Yeah. So that's crazy. Mine's like a PS9. Well, Okay, but you have to send it in to get it graded, and that costs you money. Like that's the that's what, like, oh god, it just fucking blows my mind. But yeah, so these are these are like the base set cards on TCG Player, and people are trying to sell these. There's the Charizard at a perfect like mint ten, not even a mint ten, at like a nine is selling for thirty thousand dollars on TCG Player right now, and that's graded. Hmm. Well, I don't know why they would think the Evolutions ones are worth anything, because they're not. They were overprinted to hell and back. Right. (laughs) That's my point. But they reprinted the base set as the Evolution, and that's the fucked up part about it. I mean, it's like I have the first edition, first edition small text Pikachu, mint condition. I've got the mint condition E3 Pikachu, uh, the normal base Pikachu, and the light the light printed base two so it was the base twos that went out of the printers where the ink wasn't dark enough so it's like i have all and the japanese base pikachu there you go i don't have the red (laughs) cheeks pikachu unfortunately uh i mean i have the jungle red cheeks but i think that's just the way it came i have a yellow cheeks. so i have the yellow cheeks pikachu i don't have the red cheeks pikachu in base yeah the yellow cheeks pikachu is only eight (laughs) dollars Yeah, no, this is that. That's crazy that they're that they're going for that much. I mean, especially because even these were really print overprinted. It's like it's the one to me. I considered the big hits in the original was the actual first edition, um, and then the the small font printed ones. Uh, yeah. Those were extremely hard to come by because they actually predate first their first editions without the first edition stamps. Have That's, you seen them before? Do you know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about, but I also don't care that I, I don't keep any of my first edition of anything. <laughs> Ask Drew how many times I've sold my fuck. I Drew is sitting on what? What is uh, Lake of the Dead at now? Uh, almost 200 bucks. Yeah, Drew, Drew's sitting on a $200 card that I just gave him to help me move. 
dude, dude, the rest of the Alliance lands are jumping in price. Like, so that, so excavation is almost 50. Um, Kjeldurin outpost is nearing 50. Even Balduvin trading post is almost at 30. And even sheltered Valley is almost 10 right now. Obviously thawing glaciers is like 40 or 50 right now as well. And I have a gold border to that, that already. Yeah. But, like that but, whole, that whole cycle is nearing almost $500 in, in, in value. It, it's ridiculous. That wasn't my point though. My point was, is that I just give shit away or get rid of it in chunks when I just happen to have been moving. <laughs> Actually out of, out of that deck drew out of how much, how many of the big cards that I gave you, were worth anything just lake of the dead or no lake of the dead grave titan lake of the dead grave titan uh flip liliana was worth some money for a bit um a couple of the uncommons were worth money because they were only printed a couple times like undead warlord i think is mm-hmm. worth like five or ten depending on the print yeah like that that zombie deck had a shit ton of different uh, different value cards in it yeah so like and i just I just don't care. <laughs> Value doesn't mean anything because like now I'm collecting, so it kind of means a little bit to me. But stuff I'm playing with, like I have I have one of the new jeweled lotuses and I plan on playing with it. Like I'm not going to leave it in a closet somewhere and that's sitting up upwards. towards like 80 bucks right now. So it's like and I have a vampiric tutor. That one's up at like 50 some dollars. And it's like it's if I'm going to play with it, I'm going to enjoy it. And like that's the whole point of collecting. Like I'm not I'm not doing it to like, yeah, it's cool that it has some value to it and I'll take a little bit better care of it. But I'm you know, I'm not in the market to flip my shit. So. Well, that's you. Everybody collects for different reasons. No, I get it. That's why I don't understand like this whole like fucking like the whole scalping and the prices. I just think it's dumb. I literally think it's dumb. It's fucking cardboard, people. (laughs) <laughs> it's a game. It's a fucking game and it's cardboard. <laughs> it is a fine luxury cardboard rectangle and you know it. Yeah. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> As Perp would say. He finally moved, by the way. I know I saw. Oh, he... Yeah, he moved into a new apartment. Oh, that's good. Yep. Yeah, he's away from the schizophrenic. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's thrilled. I know, right? He had a live last night. I didn't jump into it though. I meant to jump into it because he was bringing back the wheel, and he's like, he was fully moved in. I think it was last night or the night before. Well, he does him, he does him daily or nightly. So, I mean, if you miss that one, I'm sure you'll be able to jump in the next one. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm too busy growing my TikTok fandom. Damn it. <laughs> You and your 40k TikTok, sweet Jesus. There's a niche for everything in that fucking Chinese ridden hellhole. Dude, I just went viral. Like, I'm talking about 10,000 plus views on a stupid dad joke. <laughs> oh my God. I, so, <laughs> this girl, this girl got, uh, teenage girl got stuck in one of the high chairs at Chick fil A and they couldn't get her out. <laughs> so. I stitched a video and I go, you know why they couldn't get her out, right? Because Chick-fil-A doesn't own screwdrivers. And then I stopped and I go, it's because they don't believe in premarital screwing. <laughs> and then I stopped the video and it has over 10,000 views. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, that fucking dumbass joke got 10,000 views. 
I appreciate all the edgy videos you keep sending me. That that one, those are pretty funny. Oh yeah, dude. Half of my shit is political on TikTok, and the other half is this like girls shaking their ass or fucking like dumb jokes. <laughs> like that's all. It, like and 40k, obviously, I get a bunch of 40k painting miniature shit. Isn't that you in a nutshell? I know, dude. <laughs> Oh god! Sometimes I hate. So speaking life. of card, so, so speaking of card games, why don't you all talk about that those Yu-Gi-Oh banning so Orlando can come out of sleep? I don't. What did it even got banned? Oh, here we go. I knew I had a PSA ten Charizard around here somewhere, or at least close to it. I was like, because I was looking through this binder while you guys were talking. I don't mean to switch this back to Pokemon. But I'm like, oh, here, here's enough money to pay for my hardwood floors. Um, I was like, where the, I was like, hey, where the hell are my Mewtwo's? Because I was like, I only see a Japanese Mewtwo, and I know I used to play a Psychic deck, and it's like, oh, my Alakazam and Mewtwo and everything like that was in a different binder. So yeah, all right, I found, I found my good Charizard, the one that probably should be triple sleeved and mounted or whatever. Or whatever. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, okay, this would, this would probably get a nine, depending on how many times you sent it out. That's the other thing people don't know about. It's like, you think these people get PSA 10s on the first fucking try? No, they're basically just paying them over and over and over again until they get the fucking person grading it that they want. At like, Well, if they're paying for the yearly thing, then they're getting their value out of it. But if they pay every time they send it in, it's like fucking $50 uh, a time. I take that back. It's probably, well, right now it's more than that, but it was probably like, like maybe 25 a card. Um. Yeah, we can talk about Yu-Gi-Oh. I just picked up the legendary, or was it, was it legendary saga or the saga of the blue eyes white dragon? Oh. I just picked that up today. Now, how are old old Yu-Gi-Oh cards? Are they worth anything? Like the original base set and metal no. raiders and all that? No, because they keep they reprinting them. They can't value, but nowhere near that high. And that's in particular because uh. They don't. I mean, there's no rotation sets like there are in the pre in like in most card games. Oh, so they just keep reprinting Summon Skull and Blue Eyes and. Yep. All yeah. That. Every card, just about besides the Forbidden and Limited lists, every single card is playable, no matter how old. Oh wow. Yep. So okay. There was, I guess there was only three cards that got added on well, starting March 15th and yeah. uh, true king of all calamities, which I saw somebody like take a lighter to their card. <laughs> oh, he's, thank he's, God, too, because he's be that forbidden. card can help. The reason they get put, those kinds of cards get put on the list is because they have the potential to help to, to win you the game in a single turn. And those are called uh, one-turn kills. Even when its ability is just only lasts for one turn, that's enough to help you win the game. And cards that get that uh, that that are capable of doing that almost always get a uh, banned immediately. And this thing has been out for at least two years. Like, yeah, that's not happening. Where's his name? I want to see what he does. I'm sorry. What? I said, I want to see what he does. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to look at what he did. 
Limited, limited, forbidden. True king. Oh, he's not on the list yet. Oh, yeah, there he is. True king. Once per turn, you can detach one material from this card and declare one attribute. This turn, all face-up monsters on the field become that attribute. Also, all monsters in your opponent's possession with that attribute cannot activate their effects or attack. Monsters that true Draco and true King monsters in your hand would destroy with their effects can be chosen from your opponent's field. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yep. It essentially locks, locks you from playing the game since Yu-Gi-Oh's become a monster-heavy game since most monsters are now effect monsters. So it can essentially shut down everything you do Yeah, for at least one turn. Uh, Union Carrier is a new Forbidden one also. And so is I number, don't know enough about that one. Number 50, Utopic Zenel, Zexel. He got Forbidden too. Cyber Angel Benton got Limited. And... That one gotten really good over the years. That one's really surprising to me. Uh, Firewall Dragon came off the Forbidden list and became unlimited. And he goes, and that takes effect April 14th. Dragon Buster Destruction Sword became unlimited. Phantom Knight's Rusty, I don't know, Bardish? I don't know. That became unlimited. Tiger King of the Ice Barrier became unlimited. Rank Up Magic huh. Agent and True King's Return became unlimited. Used to be limited. Semi-limited. Wow, a lot of stuff came off the Forbidden list. That's crazy. <laughs> well, as the game as the game reformats and changes, some cards get off. Some cards go off the list because the form the, the format is now uh, strong enough where those cards won't be a detriment to the game. Also true. <laughs> so that's the Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. I can't think of like I'm still kind of like learning the game. I I think I'm picking up on how Link monsters work. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure on Link Monsters yet. I mean, fair. But I have to, I definitely have to look at, holy shit, hold on. I'm, look, I'm just looking at the Forbidden Spell list right now, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I remember some of these cards. Soul Charge and Brilliant Fusion, I remember. Well, I believe Brilliant Fusion is still banned, so... Yeah, it's still on the Forbidden list. That one's probably never getting off the list. Yeah, no, I, I'm just saying I remember it. It sounds familiar from, like... Because I remember playing just the original... Literally the original game. Like, I don't think I made it past the first expansion. <laughs> 
for Yu-Gi-Oh. Fair, but you de- if that's the case, then you've never played it with Brilliant Fusion because that's way later. Really? Hold on, let me look. I remember that. I remember seeing this card though. Oh, it happened with Gem Knight. I, I, saw, I am so mad at you, Drew. What the hell? Why? Yeah, I am mad at you because because of you talking about all this Pokemon stuff. I'm going through one of my boxes right now, and I spent days looking for my Blu-ray player controller, and I found it in a box that was supposed to have Pokemon cards in it. After I ordered a replacement off Amazon for 10 bucks. Yep, I'm mad at you. (laughs) It needed needed to be at least a week before I finally found this remote. Now it's just like you just spent $10 on this like three days ago. I'm totally mad at you. Send it back. (laughs) I also want to point out that the podcast topic list that he sent you is definitely different than mine because Pokemon's not even on mine. I thought Pokemon booster boxes were on the list, Drew. Or is that wrong? Considering the way we diatribe, I may not have actually put it on there. Let me take a moment to look at the list I gave you. I apologize for derailing you guys for an hour then. No, it's fine. <laughs> You're complaining at me about your lack of organizational skills. Bite me. We jumped over Nintendo pretty quickly because Nintendo really didn't have anything interesting other than the um, couple of announcements in Mario Day. Time Spiral Talk, Bravely Default 2 Review, Mario 3D All-Stars Discontinue. Uh, no, I'm not seeing it at this point. No. Um, yeah, that bravely default. I can't wait to talk about that shit. I got all sorts of good shit to say about that game. Well, why don't we move into that then? Fuck you. Blaming me for your inability to find shit. What's wrong with you? Technically, you can't be mad at Drew now because he didn't put it on the list and you did it to yourself. (laughs) There you go. Fair enough. (laughs) She's already salty at me for owning plastic in a box. So you know what? I'll take that. I'll take that L, but I'm not taking the L for a fucking remote. I think the, I think we're pretty balanced here. I think the, I don't think. Do you own any pop, uh, Lando? Uh, if I want to be honest, I own two. Oh, but they were- you're the only one here that does that does not own pop vinyls. <laughs> I'm the true gamer. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you really want to be technical, war gamers aren't real gamers anyways because they spend way too much money on it. Oh, I'm just here to fuck bitches and make money, and I'm not doing either one. <laughs> well, I, did, I did just find a sealed original base power plant uh, theme deck. So there we go. I could sell that. I had right? I had a I had a thunder one that was sealed, a thunderstorm one, but I literally opened it because I wanted to I wanted to throw back for myself. Of like the original Zapdos deck and wanted to see what was in it. I should have just looked it up online and sold it, but you know, I wanted to. I wanted to enjoy that one myself. You could probably buy yourself a new house with all the cards you got there right now, <laughs> oh, or at least pay off the true? one that you're in. <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> the, the only th- the, the thing is the only thing I ever wanted from the, from the from the Pokemon collectible card game ever. Was I wanted a complete set of the the gym leaders uh, sets because those okay. cards were flipped. Yeah, like uh, like Lieutenant Sarge's Raichu and shit like that, or Giovanni's. Yep. Yeah, those were. Cool. I even at one point I had the structure deck for Sabrina that had the 
the her Alakazam and all that shit. I'm like that that stuff for me. That's nostalgic for me because those cards were so cool. I envied the fact that Japan had them in had them in like two years before America did. Man, but anyway, let's roll on from from cardboard distractions to digital distractions. Uh, at Bravely Default Two, if you ever wanted a game that will will scratch the JRPG traditional itch that you may have had that uh, Final Fantasy games of uh, current have left in your mouth. Do feel free to uh, play this game. It is absolutely fucking amazing, and I've not had any, had any complaints about what I've done so far. Uh, aside from maybe some issues and headaches with grinding until I got used to the tempo. So I'm going to take back everything I said about the character design because it's not anywhere near as bad as I was imagining it being. It It's not hard to deal with at all. It's definitely a, a very... Very beautiful. Game. It grew on him. It, it it was gonna. I was gonna play it either way, but like the character graphics, they're not as like nowhere near as bad. Like you can tell a distinct definition between the players. Yeah, they still have that like cartoony like big body, tiny leg thing going, but like it's definitely not. It's not hard to deal with, and you can tell distinctly between them. And I like how when you change your class your outfit changes. I mean, that's the way it's always been in most JRPGs, but this is, it definitely, definitely works really well in this game. Also, the only thing I might've had a complaint about would be an aesthetic problem. And that would be, they don't like all originals, like all Squeenix RPGs, unlike all Squeenix RPGs, I should say they don't have an airship, which disappoints the living hell out of me. I haven't gotten that far in the game yet to figure that out. But to be fair, um, I've turned this into a lawn mowing simulator and have just been mowing down the continents looking for items. Once I learned I could do that. Oh, dude, if you if you spend <laughs> enough time, you can rack up some serious cash doing doing that stuff. Oh, I like know. even more, <laughs> even more than like the link, a link, uh, a link to the past. So I uh, I know we talked about what difficulty we started on. Well, you started on casual, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, and I started on normal, and I, maybe I'm not. <laughs> it's definitely a lot more challenging than the, uh, like the subtitle for choosing the difficulty tells you it's going to be. Like if you played like God the new God of War or anything like that, where it tells you, do you want to play just story mode or do you want it to be a little bit challenging or you know insane? I hate myself mode. Like the insane I hate myself mode probably is as insane as we think it is, but the normal mode is definitely uh, a step up from like the normal like whatever you think like the beginning part of an RPG should be. Like, holy crap. I think I was in like two battles for at least like a half hour one day. And I'm not even in chapter like I'm in I'm still in chapter one. Like I'm not even in chapter two yet. <laughs> Damn son, I'm already in the end game. Yeah, I just haven't had the time to like really sit down and like concentrate on it. So I've been playing it for like maybe an hour or two. And like I said, when I say I'm lawn mowing the fucking game, I'm literally going through every like every time I walk through somewhere, just chopping down everything and getting into fights. Grinding hasn't been a problem. It's just the the fucking time I spend mowing down the lawn and fighting. 
I think once you master the uh, the linking mechanic in battles, it gets a lot easier to grind for job points. But as far as like leveling is concerned, it's a lot harder to do because it's a lot slower without some some of the uh, support skills that you have access to with the jobs. Like now that I've gotten some of the higher level jobs and some of the secret stuff, things are it's a much it's much more streamlined. Plus, I set the battle animations to uh, warp speed. So like I blow through an I blow through a uh, a battle in like two minutes or two minutes flat, yeah. Because I'm just I'm just fighting regular mobs. I'm not doing anything like spectacular. Yeah, I haven't set the battle speed yet, but I did change the text speed so it auto does it. So when a cutscene happens, I just kind of watch the cutscene as it happens. I don't have to worry about it, you know, stopping and then hitting the next button. Yeah, fair enough. How about, you, how about you, Tara? Are you into JRPGs like the traditional kind? What's what's your flavor? Um, I have the first Bravely default, but then after I found out how much they censored it, I pretty much walked away. And that was like the last uh, one I really played. And then I tried to get into Octopath, but it was too slow to spark my interest. So I've I, I don't. I, the last time I was really interested in JRPGs was Final Fantasy XI. I mean, that's fair. Ooh, eleven. Do you, you you don't play? Uh, is it for Final Fantasy fourteen? Is that the RPG, the, the MMO? That's yes. the new one. Uh, I have the collector's edition, but I never even opened it because I heard of how big of a disaster the game was at launch. Uh, so I just I never I never got into it. Um, releasing it and they ended up making it a hell of a lot better from what i heard so to the point where most of the people i know on twitter um they they have characters on there the game is a lot stream more streamlined uh, a lot of the bugs that they had originally had they listened to their they listened to their fan base went back to the drawing board and redid the whole fucking thing from the ground up it's much better and they uh, it's got several expansions out with another one coming out pretty soon I don't know. I'm thinking about jumping into it at the very least in the demo mode just to see how it plays. Uh, I have never actually played in a in a real uh, honest to god MMO, so this would be my first outing in that. So I am Yeah, I know. I've managed to avoid both Evercrack, um Guild Wars and fucking WoW for as long as it's been out and I'm a Blizzard fan for that la- for, for for that last one, so figure that one out. I almost jumped back into World of Warcraft this week. It doesn't look like anything that's coming out new, like Shadowlands didn't look all that exciting. No, it's just that I miss playing because I was I played from launch all the way till Ice Crown. And then I stopped and picked back up in Pandaria, like towards the end of Pandaria. And then I stopped again and I haven't played since. So. I miss I miss the guilds and I miss like the playing online factor of it. That's all I miss. I don't actually miss the game. <laughs> I'd say I'd say at this point, wait until Diablo two remaster comes out and we all do that. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That's down. I want to hunt the cows. <laughs> yes, we will fight the cows. Cows for days. But again, I don't blame people who are leery of jumping into that remaster, especially with work. What happened with Warcraft three remaster? That was a fucking shit show and a half. Yeah, but they have no game to kill now. <laughs> when, they, when they launched, when they re, when they did the remaster, they killed the original game. Remember? <laughs> yeah, but that's not a good thing. 
Oh, I mean, Warcraft Reforged was basically a signal that 2020 was going to be a cursed year. <laughs> I mean, when you start off that bad, I was like, oh, God, everything I was hoping for for this year is just going to suck, isn't it? Everything changed when 2020 attacked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, like, think about it. It's like it was supposed to set the stage for the year. It's like you're going to have this great remaster of Warcraft and... You know, it's going to put Blizzard back on everybody's good graces after the disaster that was the do you have phones moment. And, uh, you know, people were getting pretty excited again. And uh, it's like, oh, sweet. I love RTS games. I want to design my own RTS game. And um, I was like, this this will be nice. This will this will be good. This will be a return to form. And uh, it'll get people excited for the genre again. Then they'll use the engine to remake all the other Warcrafts. And then... After they milk us for all of those, then they'll go, by the way, Warcraft 4, baby. And it's like, nope, nope, nope. I would be shocked if we saw another Warcraft game. Honestly, that wasn't the World of Warcraft. They have the same kind of gravitas because the newer generations of gamers really aren't as enthusiastic about it as a lot of the your, your older people like you know upper 20s mid 30s range people who've been playing it for long enough to be able to remember the majority of the storyline right but you see I remember that require you to be intelligent and you're asking a generation that's pretty stupid to play a game of intelligence <laughs> They can't even. They Every can't even generation play. that I've noticed has their special snowflakes, so I don't know what to tell you. True. True. And I'm literally scroll, scrolling through, and someone has that gif of the woman's of the girl screaming no, and I just I just can't with that shit. <laughs> All right, are we gonna get into time spiral because? I should have pre-ordered and I didn't because release is next week, right? The 19th. Yes. Yeah. I'll be on vacation when that starts. Why do they reprint young pyromancer? Okay. So time spiral, if you haven't been following runs, they're doing time shifted cards. That's giving some of the new cards, old style borders. Some of the newer ones. Some of them yeah, are I actually... thought they were fake. Really? That was, that, that was my reaction when I first saw that. I was like, oh, those are fake cards. I'm like, oh, that's cute. Somebody's doing that. And then it's like, oh, wait. No, they're really, really going back to that. Well, yeah, they are. And then they were doing a remastered set, which is, I'm guessing, the actual time spiral stuff. Um, And then isn't there another set of stuff or is it? Or I, no, no. The remastered set is the actual set, but the time shifted cards are the cards that you can randomly like get in the packs, I guess. And they're stuff that's not technically part of the set, like uh, Thought Seize, Primal Titan, Young Pyromancer. Uh, this is the first time True Name Nemesis has been printed since the Commander decks. Really? It's been that long since they printed it? Yep, they haven't printed True Name Nemesis until now. They only printed it in the Commander deck for that 
whatever that was. Uh, Kiki Jiki's getting a reprint. Ponder. Um, Gray Merchant. I don't. Some of these I'm just like, eh. Path of Exile, Liliana's Triumph. But um, see, now you can get all of your favorite magic cards with the correct gendered pronouns and in curled foils. Isn't that exciting? No, but a lot of these, like some of these like silence and stuff like that, like these are cards that like even I have like Thrag Tusk, like so, like people already have these cards. So it's it it's weird that you can get them in another eh, like dismember. I don't know. Some of them are cool. Some of them are like, why did you go waste your time on this? <laughs> Some of them are, I don't know, like the, sli was it the slivers? No, the slivers aren't in this one. Mortify got one. Oh, come on. Some of the, where, where are the artifact? Crystal, uh, crystal shard. Manifold key. I don't understand that one. Lotus bloom. I thought was cool. Yeah, that's the they're actually making a regular version and they're making a foil promo version if you buy a booster of it, which box price right now is looking between 180 to uh, to almost $200 for this fucking set. But unlike most non-standard uh sets that are out, it's actually a full 30 the full 36 booster box. So, I mean, I can see why they do that. From what my LGS friend says, they're only releasing them for WPN stores, but I think that's a load of bullshit. I'm yeah. pretty sure that Wizards is going to dump that shit into big box stores. They, they wouldn't not do that. Yeah, this set is like, honestly, a commander player's dream because you're getting a lot of the cards that like you can use. Um, not just commander, modern. Modern gets a shit ton of stuff out of this, too. Oh, modern can use these? I didn't know that. Well, Time Spiral was part of the modern block. A lot of these reprints oh, are yeah, good yeah. Time Spiral as well. The only things that aren't going to be, I don't know if the the the, uh, the bonus, the time shifted cards are called uh, bonus sheet cards. And they're, uh, I don't know if they're going to be, uh, unless they're already legal in those formats, I don't think they're going to be legal in modern. I don't know. No. Legality with the, with the eternal formats is such a weird fucking thing. They are doing like uh, Sliver Legion is getting reprinted in this. Yeah, it needed it. I think it's sitting at like uh, it, it, the price dropped, but it was nearing almost a hundred dollars for Sliver Legion, and obviously Sliver Queen sitting at about two fifty. Yeah, yeah, you can get the Lotus Bloom in this one, and the regular Lotus Bloom in this. What was the other one? I had a chance to buy Sliver Queens at $2 a piece, and then the vendor canceled my order and said, oh, we, we, we put them at the wrong price. They should have been like 20 something dollars each. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't even get them for that at 20 bucks. They are just like, oh, we're pulling the sale on that. I really like that Urborg is uh, getting reprinted in this and Gemstone Caverns. I like that both of those. Well, yeah, they're two legendary cards that are always really expensive. Like like Tuma Yogmoth's been uh reprinted has been printed in Time Spiral block and then it got reprinted in one of the master sets and it was still sitting at like forty to fifty bucks. Yeah. So and then Gemstone Caverns I don't think ever got a follow up reprint. I think it only ever got a Time Spiral reprint. So that'll drop the price on that one significantly. It's not the greatest card in the world, but for like modern and right. uh and modern and other eternal formats and then uh edh it's definitely used 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's I I like that. So I cards. Okay, cards I'm looking for are going to be the Lotus Bloom, uh, Urborg, Gemstone Caverns, and some of the some of the time shifted cards. Like True Name Nemesis, I want a copy of because I got rid of mine because I ended up selling that out of the commander deck, but then I don't even have the commander deck anymore, so it's like whatever. <laughs> um, that's yeah, probably about the set's coming out in the 19th. Uh, there's a, it'll have a buy a box promo. Um, my LGS is I think they're looking to sell it for 169, which is like ten dollars cheaper than what they're selling it on TCG Player in some places. So that makes sense. I think uh, pack prices. I think most people are are uh, theorizing it's going to be about um, like six dollars a pack. So around where Commander Legends is per pack, or maybe closer to like um, no, that's about right. Because Jumpstart I think is only 4.99. So yeah. It should be good. I like I said, I didn't buy into the in the time spiral block originally, so jumping on this is kind of nice because it gives me access to a lot of uh, um, EDH stuff and popper staples because I play both of those formats. So, mm-hmm. uh, how about you, Terry? Are you going to grab that or let somebody uh, simp for you and get it for you? Um, I mean, the last time somebody sent for me, I got the most effective booster box in the history of Magic. So I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I guess I'm looking for a damnation too. That got printed after set, so the price went down significantly. I just did. They at least reprint Tomagorf in this. No. Yes, they did. Oh, they did. Yeah, they did. They did. did. I'm looking at them right now. I'm like, if you don't reprint Tomagorf in fucking Time Spiral, you might as well just Sudoku yourself. You're probably right. You're probably right. I mean, it's like the thing, the whole, my issue with this is, is the fact that I thought of it and, and I'm not going to get credit for it. So that's, that that's what pisses me off. And everybody laughed at me. And I think the video is probably still up on my channel. I don't know. But like, I did a whole video talking about like, basically I called them draft boxes and uh, I called them booster, booster, uh, like block draft boxes. So my idea was you reprint Mirrodin, and it's like the box would contain like a row because you know three rows in a box so it would be a row of uh Mirrodin, a row of fifth dawn and a row or dark steel and then a row of fifth dawn and then you do the same thing so it's just like you go time spiral uh uh, uh what is it um not fate reforged uh what was the time spiral then uh planar of chaos and then uh future sight all right so then you do boom 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 so then what would happen is you open this booster box and then you have enough to do a full booster draft with eight people and like, boom. So you get your three of each and you do block drafts and you just reprint the sets and you just do them that way. Instead of doing all these stupid modern master sets and blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, just reprint the old sets. It's like, they're not on the reserve list. You can do it. So now they're going to do it just like as a remastered set. And it's just like, well, my idea was much cooler, but I'm glad that, you know, and, and part of me is just like, well, I thought of this long before you fucking guys are doing anything about it. <laughs> we used to, when I used to go to, to LGS to do draft nights, some of the older guys, we would actually do block drafts. Like they would have old boxes of stuff 
We, I mean, we paid like 50 bucks around, but we would draft the um, like a, an old block if they had the, the packs for it. Yeah, like I thought I, I, I still have sealed booster packs of Ice Age and Alliances Ooh. because I wanted to do an Ice Age block draft with Cold Snap. And it's like uh, when I came back to Magic, Cold Snap packs were already uh, a little bit too pricey for me at the time because Dark Depths was like a 20 to $60 card, depending on whatever, uh, because that was it hadn't been banned yet. But um, I mean, you know, it turned. Come on, who doesn't want a turn one twenty twenty flying indestructible? I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's like so dark. Dark depths had made the uh, set ridiculously overpriced. But I was going to pick up the pick up the cold snap packs and then have enough for my own uh, booster draft of Ice Age, an original block draft. Never did it. Still have the packs, so I could probably just resell those for like thirty four dollars a pack. But <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's like that's. That, you know, it's like that's how long I had been sitting on the idea of like, just, well, just do a reprint set and do it that way so people can join them. Oh, look, there they are, actually. They just uh, found the box that they're in. And it's just like, uh, you know, I thought that would be a neat thing to do. So it's interesting that they're going there. And, of course, uh, Alpha Investments was like, we need a reserve list for modern now. No, it's they like, need to, uh-huh. they just need to nix the whole reserve list. Cut it all off. They're like, fuck it. Just reprint everything one time just to fuck with everybody. <laughs> uh, I'd be I'd be for that. I don't I like, like uh I don't like seeing hobbies treated as a financial vehicle. Uh I you know, yeah. I want your hobby it should be a hobby first. As Richard Garfield said, it's like you don't go to a post office and buy a thing of stamps expecting it to be worth a hundred dollars no. as soon as you leave the post office. It's like the whole point of magic was it's just like, uh, you know, they, they, maybe they gained value over time or whatever, but they were never really designed. It was a game first. That was his attitude. Right. So if you have like special foils or whatever, and you mentioned this with like Pokemon, the fact that like, you know, you've got this secretive alter art Charizard, whatever, and it's worth like $600. Okay, but you don't need that specific tar- Charizard to play in a game. Right. So it's like... It's like why the hell should dual lands be two to three thousand dollars a piece as the barrier of entry to play in the legacy format? Like that's just ridiculous. That's also true. Honestly, though, like it's the same kind of thing with modern though, and sets like Time Spiral like this make it easier to get into modern, and like obviously the modern um horizon not modern modern horizon or double double masters like those sets that came out like it makes it easier because they do reprint a lot of the cards you need for that but it's those formats are made for the person who's been collecting for years that have kept their cards you're not supposed to be a new player getting into it at the level of power creep that the game's created so i mean at, at the same time i understand like the power creep has come down. That's why there's a standard rotation. That's probably the most popular outside of commander, obviously, but even commander has a, you know, barrier of entry for power creep. So I don't know. It's the competitive nature that kind of ruins it for magic, but at the same time, like anything, like I would love to own a black Lotus. I don't care if they reprinted it in this set and it was only worth two bucks. I still have a black Lotus. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) 
You can rely on China unless you're really looking for an official version. Right, exactly. I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's like people just want to play the game, you know? Yeah. Oh, not that true, we can true. do that IRL at the moment. I saw I saw something on Dragon Shield. Um, they have cube sleeves. Yeah, my LGS sells them. I was contemplating uh, getting them at some point in the future just to complete the motif for my cube. Right. Yeah, I I've, I just saw it the other day, and I was going to mention it to you, and I'm like, that would probably be the best way to do it. So. But I also eventually want to get a nice uh, box for my cube, just because. I only have them in the BCW boxes that I got the sleeves out of. That, yeah. I mean, it's still portable, and I still have a, you know equipment, but I kind of want to have like an all all contained uh, box. And I think I found one for uh, and that's an Ultra Pro, that's about um, forty bucks. So maybe in the future I'll grab that just to kind of have it. Like it comes with two slots, one for the cards, one for like a play mat. I'll probably just stuff. Everything I need in there sans the playmat and call it a day. Fair enough. And then I could have a carrier cube and I something, and, and then I can check that off the list of shit that I wanted to do with this hobby. Oh, I, so I bought those jumpstart packs. Dude, those things are pretty legit. <laughs> I got the problem the- is, is a lot of places haven't refilled on them yet, and I'm a little worried that a lot of the stores are going to stop refilling. I, don't, I found a whole shit ton of them at Meyer today, and um, I got. I got some pretty cool ones. I got the dinosaur one and I got the angel one, which I was like, dude, angels, I need angels. <laughs> and then I got half of, and then I got half the veto combo now. So I'm going to be that asshole that drops veto in the, what's the other card? Sanguine, uh, exquisite blood, exquisite blood. Yeah. I'm going to be that asshole now. <laughs> I'm going to show, I'm going to show up to a commander, uh, a commander game. And I'm going to be like, all right, you gone. <laughs> Is that an unopened pack, Tara? <laughs> uh, it looks like it, but it's actually opened and the cards are slid back inside of it. Oh my god, it says KB Toys on there. Holy shit, what a flashback. That's why I kept it. <laughs> but this, like, that's how much they were worth. It was, they literally, ba- you could get base packs on clearance at KB Toys for $1.99. Jesus Christ. Hobby first. Yep. Yes. You tell him, Steve Dave. <laughs> Fucking fanboy. <laughs> you think because a guy just collects ripple. comics, he doesn't know how to throw hands? Uh. <laughs> There's a throwback right there. I actually, I have a, a, a signed copy of Mallrats from Brian Adams of Walter Flanagan. I uh, I nice. went to because my when my parents got divorced, it's like we moved. We ended up moving to Florida. My dad moved to Connecticut. So one of the times when I was visiting my dad, because uh, you know, like I mean, I don't know if you guys have divorced parents, but basically, it's like when you uh, when you're split between them, uh, the parent that you're visiting always the feels cool the need to like actually do something <laughs> because yeah. they're never in your life. Uh, so my dad, I, I was a huge Jay and Silent Bob fan or whatever. And I was like, well, can we go to Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash in New Jersey? So, uh, we went there and both Brian and Walter were working. And so I got my copy of Mole Rat signed. Nice. Awesome. 
Uh, the uh, the Secret Stash website actually has a signed copy of the script for Dogma for forty bucks. Nice. Oh shit! But I mean, that's like you know, all right, you're 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 getting it. But I actually got to meet them and uh, get a picture and then have them sign it right there. So it's like you know, it means more to me than just paying for a signature. Oh, dude, I envy the fuck out of you because I'd love to visit either one because I think they have two locations. They got one in L.A. and then they have the one in New Jersey, right? Yeah. I didn't know they opened the second, so I can believe it because Kevin Smith was in L.A., or at least he did. Well, what's left of Kevin Smith? Have you seen uh, Jay and Silent Bob? uh, (laughs) What was it? What's the newest one? Jay and Silent Bob remake or whatever the hell it's called? Uh, no, I haven't, but I hear, like, I've seen pictures of Kevin and like, he finally, I guess he had a near death experience and now he's like taking care of himself. Yeah. But the problem with it is, is because of the way he was built, he's, he looks like a, he looks like a deflated toothpaste tube. Like he was one of those (laughs) people where like he has a shit ton of skin left and like all the fat just kind of fell off, fell out of him. So like I think that like the the bags of skin match the trench coat that he usually wears. Like I think that's why he wears it to hide it now. Oh, he's wow. even got the neck wa- he's even got the neck waddle. I mean, I'm sure like he's got money. He's in LA. They, he 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 needs to get all of a good plastic surgeon. It's Kevin, if you're out there, if you're listening, I can get you in touch with my plastic surgeon who did my boob job and I'm telling you he's <laughs> incredible. So <laughs> Tara's got a boob guy. Everything's in con- under control. That's right. I know a guy. <laughs> he doesn't have he doesn't have the great bedside manner, but he's Asian and he's great at microsurgery. So I'm just saying, you won't even have any scars left. It's fantastic. <laughs> nice. Well, on that note, folks. No. <laughs> Hey, who fell asleep? <laughs> it ain't me. <laughs> hey, Orlando, wake up. Oh, he literally fell asleep. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know if this was like part of the show, like something you guys do at the end. I was like, oh, I guess it's closing time. And it's like, nah, this motherfucker literally fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, no, he literally did. <laughs> It's funny because I just heard him laugh too. I'm like, what was he laughing at then? <laughs> oh my god! Well, I think we might have found our, the title for our podcast this this week. Fantastic! <laughs> yeah, for real though. Is he still going? Hold on. I guess we can hold on, hold on. on that note. Why not? I mean, shit! How long <laughs> we've been at this? Damn, almost three hours. Holy shit. No, no. I, I don't hours. envy whoever has to edit this. Oh, I don't edit. I'm not editing shit. I'm leaving that in there. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we're going to call it there. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So, uh,. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening to another Angry Wargamer podcast. Uh, thank you, Tara, for joining us and bullshitting with us for the last uh, like two plus hours. So it's been fun. Yeah. If you guys enjoy listening to crazy rants like this, you can check me out on Twitch at Magical Girls 
or on YouTube. I occasionally post videos at Magical. Oh, wait, no, I did it in reverse. My bad. Twitch is Magical Tabletop Girls and YouTube is Magical Girls. There we go. Yeah, you also said at the beginning. So if they didn't make it to the snoring, they uh, at least got it in the beginning. And uh, I'll, be, I'll be sure to put it in the show notes, too, when I upload it. So then you can hear all about the the Bolsheviks and the decline of Western civilization and everything. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> I cannot get over this. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Remember. Now you know how my audience feels. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh shit. All right. Well, remember. Stay sexy and go fuck yourselves. Uh... <sighs>